Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Puck Placement Podcast presented by Sports Ethos. Um, today we are doing our overall playoff predictions, uh, kind of putting our money where our mouth is, sort of. Um, and definitely with our either player, future playoff player props or team props um, after our playoff predictions. Uh, today, I'm joined by John from DC and Dovey, uh, who's been uh, the new uh, co-host for this uh, podcast in the last few. If you haven't listened, and um, yeah, we'll we'll get started. How are you guys doing? Yeah, things are good. You know, uh, it's been a pretty hectic few days, uh, but you know, glad to be back on and keep talking. Yeah, excited for the return of the regular season, which is tomorrow. We'll try to have this out today, uh, so you can, you guys can uh, mull over our picks and so forth, and um, either tail us or uh, or fade us. But um, that is your prerogative. Um, Dovey, let's start with you, um, John Dovey's uh, Toronto in Toronto. So he's obviously a Leafs fan. To give you some context there. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll start in the West Western Conference. Give us your eight teams to make the playoffs. Um, so I, I have it in divisional format with the wild cards. Sure. Um, so I have Dallas winning the division, Colorado coming in second, and Arizona's third. Um, and I have in those are the three teams from the Western Conference. And in the well, in, in in the sorry the central division, and in the Pacific, I have the Kings winning the division, followed by Edmonton and Seattle in the two three playing each other, and Calgary and Vegas in the two wild card spots. Awesome, yeah. That the Arizona one obviously is uh, a brave pick. I like that a lot. Um, I might I'm debating. Yeah, that's, that's out there, but I, I mean I, I do think. Arizona are going to be a lot better this year. Yes, I agree. Um, they're they're going to rise. They're going to rise, and uh, um, and Joe and I we we spoke at length in in one of the earlier pods in the divisional previews about how the other teams in the Central have a lot of questions with them and a lot of restrictions. Minnesota with their cap space, Winnipeg with pending UFAs, um, Chicago and St. Louis. Chicago has no goaltending. <laughs> And St. Louis um, has a declining decor. I think that. Um, oh, I missed a team. I'm sorry. Um, who am I missing? No, you had enough. Oh, well, I just forgot. In my, oh, Nashville. I forgot Nashville. No, I forgot. Not in my divisional. In my divisions, I forgot to put Nashville in. No, oh, that's okay. that would be good. No. Um. And Nashville isn't, frankly, that good, in my opinion, at least, um, because, you know, they're just missing too many things. So Arizona to rise into the third slot, I don't think is super bold when you look at the additions that they made. Um, you know, it, on the decor, you know, Dumba and Dursey, that is significant and will move the needle in, in, in a positive direction. Maybe some will say more, some will say less, but it's going to do something. Um, and I like what they did on forward. Logan Cooley's coming, and the youth movement is upon us. So for for them to take the third spot in the central, 
is, I think, not that hot of a take, but it's just a little surprising because we think Arizona is Arizona and they're kind of cursed till, till eternity to, you know, be Arizona. Yeah. No, I like it. John, what do you got in the West? Yeah, nothing that crazy over here, really. Um, yeah, for Central, I have I have Avs topping, um, then with Stars, then Jets, actually. I, I guess for a second on the Jets, like, I get the issue with the pending UFAs, um, but, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not putting as much stock into that as others. I, I Like, these guys are still going to be playing for new contracts and stuff, um, and I think – like, looking at how good the Kings were last year, like, Gabe Velarde and I follow were, like, key pieces of that offense. So, like, I don't I don't think it's, like, a net negative for, for Winnipeg. Um, and I don't know, I, just with the way bonus plays, too, like, Winnipeg will be able to, like, grind out a lot of close games that they probably, like, otherwise shouldn't win. So, like, um, I mean, Halibuck's his last year, too, which, like, I, I know there's, like, issue with him not wanting to resign, but, like, yeah, I, I, I see – so, yeah, I have Winnipeg coming in third. In the Pacific, um, I had I had Oilers, Oilers topping, Kings second, Seattle third. And then for the wild card, I had – I had sorry, Vegas and Calgary. Yeah, that is – Similar to what I have, uh, but I do, I do, I think that third spot in the central is, I mean, I don't think we may have hot takes and who we have finishing there, but I mean, to Dobie's point, it's a, it's a weak division in terms of after the abs and the stars. And are you worried at all with the uh, Colorado goalie situation? Yeah. I, I mean, wasn't it like the wild, like the wild, it sucks leaving them out. Cause I'm a huge, you know, like, I'm a huge Kaprizov fan, but like, yeah. yeah, kind of to Dobie's point, they're in cap hell and their goaltending situation is a serious problem. Like Marc-Andre Fleury has just not looked like a number one NHL goaltender for a couple seasons now. And they're going to like try and ride him out and yeah, losing someone like a key defensive contributor like Dumba. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think we could see the wild take a step back this season for sure. Um, all right. Yeah, I am in lockstep with you guys with the wild card. I have Vegas and then the Calgary Flames. I think they uh, bounce back in almost a mirror fashion from last year. Um, I think Huberto is going to approach 100 points. Um, in the wet, in the uh, central, rather, I have Dallas actually winning the division uh, because of not, – not because of one – Specific thing, really, it's more of maybe Colorado. I think Colorado's lineup takes a little bit of time to get acclimated to the new lines. I mean, they they brought in like five new forwards, so um, I think that's not going to be a huge, um, a huge I don't know, minus in any in any way when we get later in the season. But I think it costs them a couple games here in the in the in the uh, initial. Uh, a few weeks, so um, and their goaltending is a little more suspect than what the Dallas ha- what Dallas Stars have with Ottinger. Um, and that third final spot, I actually have the Wild making it. Um, I love Arizona. We'll talk about them when we get to our future bets. But um, 
I, I do think the Wild could stave off the rest of the division with strong goaltending from all of or uh, my. <laughs> what am I blanking on? Um, who's our starting goaltender? Why am I blanking so hard? On Dallas or Minnesota? Minnesota. <laughs> Gustafson. Yes, Gustafson. Sorry. My gosh, I was stuck on Kakinen. Um, a... He's in San Jose now. Yeah, right. Um, and Flurry's a good backup there. Um, with the Pacific, I have the Oilers, Kings, Kraken. So pretty chalk there um we can move to the east uh with our playoff teams this is a lot more interesting i will assume that we have different answers we can go in the same order Dovey, what do you got in the east so i actually saw someone i think on twitter on twitter state it kind of pretty eloquently of how the east kind of shakes out is that you have four teams who you're very confident are not making it in Detroit, Philadelphia, Montreal, and Columbus. You have three teams that are, you are confident that they're going to make it in Toronto, New Jersey, and Carolina. And then the other um, nine or 10 teams, it's uh, kind of just a toss up of how do you, how is this going to play out? Um, I think nine, it's the other nine teams. So I have um, Toronto uh, winning the division. I know, shocker, but I think it's kind of justified. Uh, Florida and Buffalo taking the second and third spot, and Ottawa and Boston, in the and Ottawa in the wild card spot, and in the set and in the Metro, I have the Rangers winning the division, Carolina and New Jersey in the second and third spot, and Pittsburgh in the fourth. Interesting, not what I th- was uh, predicting at all. Um... Give us a quick defense of the Rangers beating out the Canes and Devils. Well, I think it's it's a couple things. I think it's Peter Laviolette. Um, I think that he has a track record of bringing success when he goes to new spots. It doesn't necessarily work in the long term, but they have the skill. They have the depth. They have the young guys who need to take a step. Uh, the defense is fairly solid with Truba and Fox on the back end, plus Lindgren and Poe. Uh, Shesterkin is, I think it's a solid case to say he's the best goaltender in the NHL. And if not, he's second or third. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I do, I think I like the Blake Wheeler edition more than most, um, scored 50 points last year in Winnipeg. And I think he'll provide a solid amount of secondary scoring, uh, on top of what they already have. So when you go and you compare it lineup to lineup, um, I do like, you know, the goaltending better than Carolina or New Jersey. Um, I like the defense better than one of them. I like the forwards better than New Jersey. Um, like, could Carolina win it? Yes, but I just feel like um, Svechnikov's injury will take time for them to get to um, acc- acclimate him back. And, you know, they just, Carolina doesn't really seem to be so concerned about pushing older chips in, in the regular season. Like, they're solidly good, put up between 100 to 110 points on the year. And, you know, they're, they're fine. Like, okay, we'll take the second spot instead of the third spot. I don't think that they really care about regular season trophies, but I think the Rangers, you know, are really, um, they really think it's important to go and put on a show in the garden and bring on the hype before the playoffs start. That's why I think they're going to win the division. Got it. John, what do you think about the East? Okay. Yeah. So um, starting with the, in the Atlantic, I have Panthers, 
topping that leaf first third um and then met i have uh devils first kane second uh rangers third and then i have the sabers and the capitals making the wild card spots um i know no like bruins Boston, I, I just i don't know how they regroup after like choking like they did in the first round after a, a, an historic season really um i mean like maybe maybe the Panthers equally fall off, but um, that's like a massive psychological they big like, letdown. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, they say like Bergeron was like playing hurt, but I mean, this core of like it's an old core that they have. You know, like they could fall. Like I don't think it's ridiculous. It would be ridiculous for them to fall off a cliff. Um, I don't know. It, that that's kind of that's kind of like the big call, which probably will look stupid. Um, later on in the season, but yeah, I'm high on the Sabres and Senators having like a breakout and um, I think the Devils and the Hurricanes will be pretty dominant again. Um, yeah. Rangers like, I mean the reason why you can't have them is yeah, because they have the best goal in hockey, so that kind of just guarantees them like a, a huge floor for their performance. Um, but like Laviolette, yeah, like he's good at like he'll like help on the defensive side of things um, and shore up, like he'll like cre- give more structure to their play. Like that's what he did with the capitals. But um, I don't know. I do think he like limits teams offensively with, with the way he wants them to play. So, um, but I still think they'll make a playoffs just cause they have Shesterkin. Yeah. Tell me, give me one big reason the Islanders don't make the playoffs. Um, I mean, it seemed not- well, scoring depth, right? Um, yeah, haven't really like bolstered their um, their top six in any way. I don't think like people like Anders Lee are gonna keep getting power play one minutes when you know they haven't looked great um, for a couple of seasons now. I still think like losing Jordan Eberle is like still they still haven't like replaced him like his scoring. He was such. He was a he was such a potent finisher for them for multiple seasons. I just feel like that, um, yeah. And, and they haven't really trusted younger guys like Wallstrom to really yeah. come in and play like big minutes. So I, yeah, um, you know, they like I think they outperformed a lot of people's like projections for them last year, which they did ride. You know, Sorokin probably Sorokin was probably the best regular season goalie last year, um, but I don't know if they can like keep they can like replicate that back-to-back seasons without having really made any like serious additions outside of like the deadline Horvat acquisition. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. I, not especially like not letting their young guys like Wallstrom get more ice time. And um, I think uh, it's, it's going to cost them again. I mean, they're going to have to play him more now, but I don't think it'll be enough um, with the other teams. But in my uh, Atlantic, I have, the Canes, the Devils, and the Rangers. And then uh, in the Metro, I have the Leafs, the Senators, and the Lightning actually coming back. I am, I know Vasilevsky is going to be gone for a couple months, but um, I think they have what it takes to tread water, I guess, um, and get a spot. And then I have the Sabres and the Bruins. I think you're right in terms of the Bruins falling off. I do think 
they have still some of the right guys to lead that team. Um, it wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't be surprising to me if they don't make it. But at the same time, I leaving off the Panthers is probably going to look stupid. Um, kind of inverse of what you said about leaving the Bruins off. But yeah, just this uh, this conference is going to be a bloodbath. It's going to be a absolute war um, getting to the playoffs. And I noticed we let's talk about the Penguins a little bit. I think uh, that's one of the teams we agreed on as well, not making it. Um, me and Dovi Dovi and I had spoken at length about it um, when we did our divisional preview. But I don't. I have questions about their defense and their goaltending. Um, and then I don't trust that bottom six group to uh, produce much. Yeah, man, I, I agree. agree. Like, gonna make it. I mean, you first down, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think goaltending is just a big problem. Like, Chris and Jerry had a good, like, comeback season, not last one, the one before that. But, yeah. like, last season he just kind of reverted back to, you know – being very inconsistent. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that offense is – there are a lot of goals in that offense, especially in that top six. But, yeah, the bottom six is uh, – has some question marks. I don't know. Pittsburgh could – I think Pittsburgh could definitely outperform, like, the more I look at their lineup. But I just – I think goaltending is, like, a, an issue for them. And just – Having an older roster too, it start. It means you just start playing with like thinner margins at certain points in the season, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could definitely, I could definitely, maybe, maybe it's just the my Caps fan bias, you know. But like, um, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh could definitely, um, I feel like, surprise people. I think, and they have a good coach. I, as much as I hate the guy, like Mike Sullivan is probably one of the best coaches in the NHL, honestly. So yeah, I would agree. Which I think doesn't matter as much in hockey, like as like in NFL, but it's something. Yeah, and I that's another one I think might look stupid for me not including it. Um, but Dovi, you're you're a little higher on them, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I think that like ultimately, what this really boils down to is like you're really going to go and bet against Crosby, Malkin, Carlson, Latang. And so, like, do the guys get injured? Yeah, but practically, like, there's so much talent on this roster. I think it's, like, very – it's very hard for me to go and think they're not going to make the playoffs for the second year in a row. Like, Jerry, he's pretty good. Like, his his numbers are very serviceable in the regular season year after year. Like, I think he has a low goals against – his lowest goals against average in a semi-full season is above 905 or 900 at least. Like, I think to go and say, like, oh, we can't, like, we, we don't believe in the Penguins, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna kind of make you look foolish. Um, Washington has too many holes. I just think that, like, you know, when you compare roster over roster, um, especially with the injury concerns for Tom Wilson, Nick Backstrom, John Carlson, Ovechkin's managed to stay healthy pretty much his entire career, so that's less of a concern, but when you go and you compare the rosters, I think I see more depth in Pittsburgh. Also on defense, I think I like Graves. I like their top four of Graves, Patterson, Latang, and Carlson is pretty strong. Maybe they could use a little bit of an upgrade on the bottom on the bottom pair of D and maybe on their top on their 
you know, fourth line, the even so I don't hate their fourth line, which is currently projected to be Nieto, Achari, and Jeff Carter. Like, I think this team looks like a playoff team to me. Um, I look at Washington's and I'm like, not as much. Um, like Nick Dowd and two guys I have never heard of, Beck Melenston and Eliexi Protas are projected to make this team. I've literally never heard of them. I don't remember them being drafted. I don't remember them in the minors. Wasn't kind of yeah, Protus has been he's been in and around the Capitals roster for for a couple seasons now. Um yeah. Malenstein definitely a call up, but yeah, I mean Dow Dow's been around the league for a while. I, yeah, I actually Dow, think Dow is fine, but the other yeah. the other two guys I think are just you need to prove to me that you're an NHL or especially if I've yeah. ever heard of you. Do, I, I think, and I said this on the Capitals, I feel like the Capitals could seriously surprise people or we could also just be absolutely awful. Like, I think that's well yeah, within the range I, of outcomes so, that we are off. For sure. Like, not, e- not even just barely miss the playoffs. Like, I think our floor is definitely, like, a bottom three team in the East. Oh, like, I'm not joking. I mean, like... Because of the possible... If Connor McMichael comes on and just breaks out, we were having a totally yeah. different conversation, but also you can yeah, look exactly. at the and Kuznetsov being traded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and Wilson staying healthy. Yeah, Carlson and Wilson staying healthy. Like those are, yeah, those are definitely. It, it creates a wide range of outcomes. Yeah. Um, and I have them fifth. Like, uh, it's not like I have them at the bottom. I think that they're definitely better than Columbus and Philly. Probably the Islanders too, because the Islanders don't have much beyond they're super top heavy yeah so with regards to winning the cup i think we can kind of transition and parlay those two together or this with this next conversation with maybe our future bets that you have if you have placed any um future cup winner couple that with who you actually think win um yeah doby do you have any uh futures that you've placed or are looking at in terms Um, of uh, cup winners. So, so in in terms of cup winner, I for me it kind of just boils down to um, can Dallas get one more defenseman? If that's it, Dallas is winning the cup in my opinion. That offense is just stacked, and you have Ottinger, who's the only goaltender I think who can challenge Shesterkin for the number one goaltender in the NHL in terms of pure talent. Um. I mean, and even if they don't get that defenseman, they still might have enough. Um, and I, I do like their odds. Um, you know, I, I, I've been looking on DraftKings yeah. uh, for odds. And the last that I checked, they were, where is it? Um, I'm seeing plus 1300 on FanDuel. Plus for, 1300? Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I definitely... Yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, you have Carolina. The, I believe the favorites are Edmonton, Carolina, New Jersey, and Toronto. Not in that order, just who I said. Um, and I just think that Dallas outclasses them at forward, each of them, in terms of just the names and the depth. Defense, they're a little bit short. I won't lie to you, but, you know, Longfist could take a step. Lindell could take a step. Or Lindell can elevate himself back to what he was previously. Harley could take a step for sure. I, I think that they, I, I think they should be the favorite based off of who's on their team. Um, 
any you other? know, if I'm looking at a dark horse, um, I kind of like, I like, I think the Kings really are just, they have that fatal flaw of no goaltending or nothing, nothing special. And you need special to win the cup to some degree. Um, I, I do. I I, ha, I I haven't really been focusing on cup winners because I think it's hard to find value for them. Um, I really look more towards awards and like division winners or uh, conference winners. Um, but like we can come back to that. Like who do you who do you have winning the cup? Yeah, John. Who do you got for cup winner or winner? Um. Yeah, I think. Um... I mean, this year this year is tough because so many a lot of a lot of the big teams are kind of in transition periods of to, to certain degrees. Um, I mean, I would like to pick Edmonton, but like I just can't with their goaltending situation. Um, and, and their their defense is a little their blue line's a little shaky, especially with the the Darnell Nurse contract has kind of handicapped them um, yeah. in terms of being able to sign good like mid range defensemen. Right. Um, so I can't really pick them. I mean, go, stepping back to the East real quick, I honestly think it's either going to be Carolina or, or New Jersey. I just think adding adding one of the best pure snipers in the league in Tyler Toffoli and like pairing him with Jack Hughes, and then you already have a pretty – you already had a good offensive core. Like um, th- this is going to be a really hard team to beat. And like defensively, like – if you actually looked at like Corsi against per 60 numbers last year, like New Jersey were actually one of the best teams in the league in shot suppression. So it's like, yeah, this is not a bad defensive team either. Um, that was with, so, though. sorry, what they did there. I mean, I think they'll, it'll be interesting to see what they look like without Graves. I will say that. Yeah, no, Graves is definitely a big part of um, that kind of, yeah, their, their <laughs> shot suppression, but yeah. We'll see. I mean, and it's not like the their goaltending situation isn't like, you know, the best. But um, you know, Schmidt looked really. Schmidt and Vanacek was like a decent one-two punch. So like, I would expect them to, you know, that should carry them for good stretches. I mean, Carolina again. Carolina are just, um, Carolina are awesome just the way they play, and, and yeah. I I don't see them really falling off. The only thing. I would actually put New Jersey ahead of them in in cup in cup predictions then because I I felt like they should have added some, a little more offense like Bunting will be a good addition he kind of fits the way Carolina want to play but like he's not like a proven like sniper or anything so um but yeah I, I would put that and then in the West I I do really like that Dallas call honestly like I mean that offense is nasty that power play um that's like a 25, 30% power play any night, really. Um, defense maybe is a little thin, but I mean, Miro Heiskanen never you leaves the ice anyway. You could tinker with the season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and Miro Heiskanen never leaves the ice, honestly. So it's like, he plays 30 minutes a night in the playoffs, so you can... He's like the second goaltender. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. So it's like, do you need, you don't need like maybe six D-men to be going at like even shifts if he's around, you know? So that's, I think that's a good thing for them. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it sucks. I felt like they really fell flat against Vegas in a couple of those performances. I feel like they should have beaten Vegas. Like, if, if that series happens a couple other times, I feel like we see Dallas win more times than not, honestly. Yeah. It's definitely not as short as it was. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I'm not saying Vegas didn't deserve to win. I just felt like Dallas really kind of fell flat in key moments in that series. Um, yeah. So, um, we, yeah, we no, I, breaking yeah. news. Yeah, we do. Um, have... uh, sorry. No, um, no, no, go ahead. Shifley and Hellebuck just signed seven year extensions, matching at $8.5 million per season. Um, oh, my gosh. Th- that's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the wrong move. Does that change either of your opinions of Winnipeg making the playoffs? Because they're not getting traded now. No, I, well, I have them in the playoffs, so I'll leave them there. Right. Yeah, uh, I, I still don't have them making it. Like, I just don't think it makes a difference ultimately. Like, I don't think that, like, maybe it puts them past Minnesota because in my divisional rankings, like, bumps them up to fourth. Maybe they're challenging Arizona for the third spot. But I just like what Arizona has more in terms of depth, in terms of, um, like, in terms of defense even. Like, I think, I think Arizona's going to do it. And maybe Winnipeg challenges for a wild card spot with Calgary and Vegas now. But even so, I like Calgary and Vegas' rosters better. Maybe I'll put them yeah. ahead of Calgary. I don't know. It's tough. Like Hellebuck, I get. You kind of – he is, like, on paper, he's been one of the best goalies in the league over the last, you know, five or so seasons. So, like, you, you kind of – they kind of did have to tie him up. I know he, like, said he didn't want to resign, but who knows, you know, that could just have been a negotiating tactic. Um, Shively's tough because it's like – He's such a frustrating player where like when the when the puck is on his stick, he's one of the he's probably one of the most like talented players in the league in terms of just like pure, you know, offensive playmaking, playmaking ability. Yeah, exactly. But like he is such a liability defensively, you know. Um he gets blocked every other game. <laughs> he's he's like he had in terms of like I, I don't have the numbers off the top of my head, but I think in terms of like relative coursey numbers he has like some of the worst in the league like he's yeah he's just really bad defensively and i don't know i feel like he has he definitely has an attitude problem you can kind of just tell like when um like, i in, in i think games. That, yeah he, he has a 46.8 percent coursey i'm pretty sure okay I, I think that ultimately i don't like the deal simply because this was an opportunity for shuffle day off to reset his locker room reset the vision reset the timeline for the jets and now, yeah. instead of, you know, uh, out, you know, out with the old, in with the new, it's just, okay, we're just recycling what we had. And it's not 2017 anymore. You're not making the conference finals with this roster. I mean, Perfetti's really good, and mm-hmm. he could elevate the team in st- to some capacity. I do like the trade that they made, that, that the return they got for Dubois. I just don't like particularly the Shifley edition uh, in, 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 um, in contrast with the Hellbuck edition. Uh, the Hellebuck extension. Like, I, I think the Hellebuck extension is fine. That's a fair number. The Shifley mm-hmm. extension. I don't think that guy is a number one center. I'm not yeah, sure. I, I, he, he's yeah. a number two center, but he's like a sheltered yeah. number two center. Like, you need to put right. him with either the defensive forwards or face the consequences. Yeah. No, that's, I think you're, that's a good point with the number. That's definitely, because, yeah, you can't, like, you can't be rolling, especially, especially at home where you get last change, like you don't want to be rolling him against other teams, top lines, like, or he's going to get run over pretty much. Um, this kind of just screams he's getting bought out in like after four seasons of this deal, like kind of like the Blake Wheeler thing. Yeah. Um, because like either it's a attitude or it's something else or, you know, underperformance or injuries, but like, I don't think this deal is going to work out long-term. The Hellebuck thing. I mean, it's a goaltender, 
and they're both, I think, 30 or 29. So you just got to bite it on that. Yeah. But like, it's not like these guys are 26. I think they're about. 30. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're definitely in the later innings of their career. I think with Winnipeg, too, the one, the, the one other question, which something I haven't really, I didn't really downgrade them a lot on, but like their defensive depth is a question like Morrissey and Pionk are studs. Like they had great years last year. It's a great like one, one, a one B, you know, D man punch if they Pionk. had. I don't know if Pionk's a stud. He's quality. I wouldn't call him a stud. Okay. Maybe he's not. A stud. I, I, I think he's, I think he's good. He has good, like, he has good overall like output numbers and good shot blocking numbers. Um, <laughs> I, I, okay. Maybe I'll, I'll see that maybe stud is a little over the top, but I think he's definitely a pretty solid um, NHL defenseman. Um, but like Brandon Dillon and Nate Schmidt are awful. Sure. I, I know this, they, they both spent time on the caps and they've been awful for years now. So the fact that they're still in the NHL is kind of mind boggling to me. They should be, oh, neither of them should be anywhere near an NHL roster. Especially Dylan. Yeah, especially Brandon Dylan. He is he is horrid. Um, I happen to think that's a tad strong about both of them, but I agree that I don't think most of them are above a fourth pair, a fourth defenseman. Probably most both of them are second pair defensemen at this point. Is Demello a top four NHL defenseman? I probably don't think so either. No. Uh, but yeah, probably not. Back to uh, yeah, our predictions um, for. So neither of you are going to elevate the Jets to the playoffs just because of these moves. Well, I, I had them. I had them in the playoffs. Okay. So, I, I had them. I had them as the third team in the Central. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Um. And Dovey's having no no movement there. Yeah. Not really. As far as uh, the cup, I've got like yeah, back to scheduled programming. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that was a worthy uh, breaking news interruption, but um. I yeah I'm I'm pretty bullish on the Canes for obvious reasons and it's not really a hot take with their D core that's not even D core it's their entire D group um, I think that you get to the playoffs it's a lot is predicated on depth scoring in your D group um, and of course goaltending but if you have a D group that's solid up and down I think that could carry you a long way so they're at plus nine hundred and obviously one of the favorites so it's not hot take like I said but I'm gonna put some money on that one I like the Devils I don't like it as much obviously I think they lack something and I'm not overly confident about Vanacek long term but the Stars I do agree with both of you guys um, as much as I don't want to see them do it they're I think they have some moves up their sleeves down the road um, to shore up that decor that I criticized pretty heavily last year and this year Um and I want them to – well, hopefully they can get more out of uh, their backup goaltending than last year, but I think that's ultimately what hurt Otter in the postseason. And then the Kings, I do like for value. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah, that, that was going to bring that up in the, when you were done. Yeah. I, In terms of the, the Canadian teams it, that are good, I I just can't see it. I don't – I like a lot of the players on both the, the Leafs and the Oilers, but I don't – see it coming down to them and some other team in the in the cup so what, what was it were we gonna bring up i was gonna say the kings are a wagon they just the cam talbot's their backup goaltender and um copley has not proven enough that he can be a starter i do really think that 
Wait, did they not resign? Oh, wait, never mind. Resign. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I have the Stars at 14 to 1, and the Kings are at 22 to 1. Um, I think both of those are worth putting on. Yeah. But I think the Kings, like, unless the Kings somehow figure out the goaltending, it's uh, it's a little dicey. Um, I think you're you're right on it. it is a little dicey but think back to last year with i'm not saying this is how every season goes but i don't think any of us would have predicted vegas goes all the way to the cup right but logan thompson was a rookie um and um we knew eden hill was had more to to show like he wasn't bad in arizona and he wasn't bad in san jose he was just behind the portable teams so we believed in them to some capacity that he could like these guys could that Aiden Hill and Lauren Brooks Watt to a certain extent could elevate. We've seen Cam Talbot and we've seen Phoenix Copley. It's not like this is this isn't like like I mean maybe maybe you want to go back to like you know Mike Smith or Dan Ellis or um or um I don't know maybe maybe Darcy Kemper of guys who just like they were journeymen and then they just figured it out eventually. But push comes to shove is that until you prove something to me you don't got it yeah i mean it's it's not been a long career for for a copley at all yet so he's yeah he's got something to prove i didn't and i i mean we've all seen what talbot did in uh, ottawa and it's not i mean he has a good career resume but last year was not great to him um so we'll see um i think as for me to for me, Talbot, it's more about the age than the skill and the quality. I mean, he's behind a solid core. So it could be he elevates and just finds it. But even so, until I see it, I can't really put my finger on, you know, I, I can't place the bet until I at least see it. Sure. That's fair. Um, all right. So, Dovi, you had a conference and division winners you liked? Yes. Um. So... Um, in, so in the, in, let's start with the Pacific. In the Pacific, I have two. I have the Kings to win the conference at plus 750 on DraftKings, I believe. Um, let me just confirm that. Um, I, I believe it's plus 750. Um, they're, they're plus 450 to win the division, which I, I think that's going to happen. I, I think that, you know, back to, you know, the point of the goaltending. It's like there's a difference of goaltending in the regular season. It's spread out. You have more spent time between games and things like that versus you're playing every other day. Uh, the more long shot that I like in the Pacific is the Kraken. Um, I do think that they they are building something. And if Shane Wright, maybe he doesn't start the season. I mean, it doesn't appear like he's going to start the season with the team, but you know, maybe he comes up in November or something and he just figures it out. Uh, the Nears will take a step. And, you know, Burkowski was out for like the entire year last year. Like they, I think that they have a lot of good things brewing in Seattle. So maybe them to win the division is a tad uh, hot for, you know, their third season in the NHL, but it could happen. I definitely see it. I just don't think Edmonton or Vegas or Calgary really are going to pull that together and you know like wrap it up wrap it you know kind of get it all together to in the regular season at least but i do like those teams possibly to win the division say you 
It's good value for sure. Um, John, do you have any conference or division picks? Uh, not really. Good. I mean, um, I, I'm not like a massive futures person anyway. And um, yeah, I, yeah, it wasn't something I really looked into. I, I mean, I was, um, I was originally looking at odds for Ottawa to make the playoffs, but it's like, it's like basically a pickup now. So not really, I don't really see the point in placing a futures bet that's priced as a pickup. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the only, I, I, other than the uh, cup ones, I'm not gonna, I don't, I probably won't put anything down on those like division or conferences. The only like hot and it's not even that hot, but like coyotes make the playoffs are plus four eighty. So obviously for yeah. me, that's, that's a good value for him. And I'll probably, I think, I, yeah, I did sprinkle some on that already. Um, any uh, like, Goal props or uh, point props for you guys at this point? Yeah, I, I have a couple. Um, so I like Kaprizov score 50 and Patterson score 40. So Kaprizov's four to one, Patterson's plus 250. Nice. Um, both both campaign and Zegris are uh, the line said it's 67 and a half points, and I don't think either of them are really going to be below that. Um, you know, Kempe scored 40 goals last year. Kind right. of, it was a big breakout. Um, what are the odds on those? Minus 115. Okay. Um, what do you think about McDavid to score 150 this year? Hmm. Oh, his point line is insane. Yeah. What are the odds on the 150? Um, they are plus 400. Whew. And what's his point total? 137 is what I'm seeing. Hmm. I mean, you got it, right? I mean, you got to sprinkle it. It's good value. None of us are going to be shocked if he does it. That's kind of just how I see it. It'd be amazing, yeah, but it would be like, yeah, yeah. nobody's gonna do it, Sam. Yeah. Right. Um, who else do I have? Um Ovechkin over 40 and a half goals, minus one fifteen, plus eight hundred to score fifty. I like Thoughts that. Go? Yeah. Damn. Fifty, I don't know. I, I mean, like, if he has Backstrom back for the full year, he's gonna do it. Like they're they're like, you know, peanut butter and jelly. That's true. And you get all the empty netters too. Like they're gonna every yeah. time an opposing team pulls a goalie. Um even think about which it. which if the capitals suck this year. <laughs> yeah. like, it's how um, many times will there be an empty net? Yeah, pretty much. Um so yeah. Man, I um, dard over thirty one and a half. I kinda like that. What are the odds on that? So mm, I feel like he's uh, going to get. I would look for the points total more than the goals total. I don't know. Yeah, that, or, yeah, yeah, because he's he is going to. Um, the Hawks are probably going to rely on him to be doing a lot of playmaking as well. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. His points total sixty eight point five. That sounds about right. Lock, lock it, lock it. Over. Lock. Over, smash it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's a um, 
I, I think you're right. Yeah, that's a lock. Um, where do you guys see Jack Hughes's goal totals for this year? Um, I'm one second. I have him as at 40 and a half. No, but like, what do you think he's going to score? Like, well, oh, what sorry. do you think the numbers would be? I mean, I don't, I honestly, I, I wouldn't bet over on that because you have, neither would I. You have two pure snipers in um, Toffoli and Meyer who they both love to shoot. So it's like, and there's only so, there's only so many shots that can go around, you know? And even if you, they put Brett with him, like, He's gonna do. Didn't Brad play with him? Wasn't that his line mate? And Meyer plays with Heeshear. That's what I thought. Yeah, but I'm saying on the power play too. Oh yeah, like like factoring in Uh power play time as well. Like, um, especially on the power play, like Toffoli and I bet most of their setups are gonna be to get Toffoli and Meyer in space. Um, not saying Jack Hughes isn't a good shooter. He is. It's just you're saying go with the point total. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe go on. I, I'd feel much more kind. I mean, kind of similar logic to what you were saying with Bedard. I think I, I would apply that to Jack Hughes' situation as well. Yeah. All right, that's valid. Uh, what about Line? Definitely betting thirty. Uh, I I have him at plus eight hundred to score forty. That's really good. And I I think he's I think he's going to do it. Like he he's. He's been injured and, you know, a bunch of different, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, headaches, you know, around teams and things like that. But, like, I think this is the year. Like, you know, they finally have some centers, you know, in Ventilli and Cylinder and, Gaudre- yeah. you know, full year with Gaudreau training camp. You know, hopefully Pascal Vincent's, you know, somewhat of a decent coach. And with Rewinski back uh, on the power play. Rewinski yeah. back on the power play. That's big. I think that's I mean even even like at five V five, like yeah, his... I'm actually he's gonna be skating with like the top the projected top pairing for Columbus is Provorov and Severson. Those are like good those are two good puck moving defensemen. Yeah, and they're not gonna shoot. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Value. What about what about Aho to score forty? He's never done it before. But <sighs> I think he had 39 last year. Did he? Oh, wow. I will confirm. I just think he's going to be one of those guys that hover around 30 the whole his whole career. Um, yeah. He's three. I don't, he did seem to shoot it's not more. Crazy val- it's not crazy value. But everybody on that D group also shoots a lot, so I think that takes away a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Well, and the way like the way Carolina attack is like if they do, they bring their D men into the rush a lot too, which I think dilutes kind of some of the upside for their forwards. But maybe again, point total. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the point, yeah. the over. I have him at seventy-two and a half minus one fifteen for the over. I think that's that's a lock also. Yeah, it's not great value, but I mean, if you want a almost a for sure thing, I would do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you 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 could you could adjust the line if you want to raise it. True. Let me see. Let's. So see. once I uh, see. who else do we like? 
ones that I have placed already. Um, Dylan Cousins, 30 goals. Lion A, 30 goals. Nietzsche, uh, Natchez, 30 goals. And Fiala, 30 goals. Um, yeah, I think those are all very plausible and likely. And I put um, one Barrett Hayton, 50 points. <clears throat> yeah, that's also, that's what were the odds on that? Yeah, that's a, a plus 215. So nothing crazy, but. And if you parlay all the guys like 30 goals, it's plus 10,000. So. Mm, not bad. Pretty, yeah, I think Fiala is going to have a really good year. I think, he, especially if he's playing with um, PLD, but I don't know. Is he on that? Is he projected to be on that second or first line? Probably the first. I think the first. Kopitar, Kempe, or let's see. Uh, Daily Faceoff has him on the second, but with Fiala. Hmm. Man, but that's Phillip. crazy. Man, this, yeah. I was just about to say that that Trevor Moore, Philip Deneau, Victor Arvidsson line was so nasty last year. Like they. It's a stupid. Especially. Line. Oh, insane! Especially, beca- especially on the road, because top lines are gonna like coaches are gonna try and avoid Philip to know like hell. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, what's the consolation? Like, You'll be there, Luke Dubois. No, yeah, I know. It's just, but that just shows how crazy it is, and why yeah. I, I always liked. I, I sometimes would bet their point totals just on single nights because, like, they especially on the road because they were just getting the bottom six every night, basically. Right. So, so here's an interesting one. What do you think about Philip Forsberg to score 40? He's plus a foul. He's 10 to 1 on DraftKings. He had a poor year last year, but like he had, he had 40 last, 42 last, two seasons ago, the 21 22 season in 69 games. Um, yeah, I kind of like that, especially at the number. I feel yeah. Like, uh, I think you kind of have to play that. He's just a sh- as a, sh- a shooter as skilled as he is. Like, who's going to play 20 plus minutes a night and get like the prime opportunities. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, um, and with like someone like Roman Yossi teeing him up also, like that's, uh, I definitely like that bet at the number. Um, Nashville, see, are, Nashville are kind of a question mark team to me. Like I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I, I think there's also like a wide range of outcomes with them where like, I feel like with some of those, it depends on how good these young players like Novak and Evangelista actually are. Like they were good in the last, they looked solid in the last like couple weeks, months of the season. I said that too. Um, then, but who knows? Do I'm that. not going to put too much stock into that. I said that too. And then Dolby brought up the good point of like <laughs> Rhino Riley's awful. And then they're, deep. Oh, he is. he's not awful. He's not awful. He's good. It's just, you look at their offense and it's like, he's falling a off bag of pucks. It's a bag of pucks. Well, O'Reilly is. St- I still think O'Reilly is good defensively. Like he's not. Like I'm not. He's saying, good like, offensively. He- he's good offensively too. Like we we, we we watched him here in Toronto and we were dying to keep him. Really? Uh, and not just because he's yeah. Like I think that if he was willing to sign that four times four and a half uh, deal here, he'd be a leaf. He just didn't want. So you to think he just him. took more? Do you think he wanted it's more not, money? 
no, I think he didn't really enjoy playing in Toronto that much. It's, you know, it's a hectic environment. Right, for sure. Yeah. Like, I th- I think he'll be fine. I think, I, I think, I think O'Reilly still has, you know, stuff left in the tank. It's just, I look beyond, like, let's say their top four forwards, and I'm very underwhelmed. Um, like Cody Glass could still be something. Nyquist could be something. He was not bad in Columbus, but like Tomasino, Evangelista, Novak, Trennan, all these guys, they need to actually take the step and become top nine forwards if they want to sniff the playoffs. The defense is fine. The goaltending is great. You Saros, he's probably a top five yeah, goalie. He, yeah, he can it's steal about, games for you. It, it's about where is your secondary and tertiary scoring, and I don't see it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, because yeah, that blue line's not that blue line is still solid. Like, yeah, know? I mean, you you have McDonough and Yossi and Carey yeah. and Carey. Yeah, there's a bunch of good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Any uh, Vesna picks? Um, I mean, Vesna's kind of tough because like you're not really gonna see someone like you have like the top three or four who are like, I really think they're gonna win it and then like beyond that it's like they really need to like jump into the conversation auditors 12 to 1 i picked him yeah good value mm-hmm. i will say if vancouver sniffs the playoffs it'll be because thatcher Demko plays out of his damn mind yeah and he's 30 to 1 yeah i don't like, like the vessel is kind of the hardest one to bet Yeah, I feel like subjectivity comes into it. Like that year, like that year that they that they picked Flurry over Vasilevsky, and oh, yeah, like that was pretty egregious. Yeah. So like I don't know. That's why with awards, I sometimes I usually don't get involved uh, monetarily speaking, at least. Yeah, mm-hmm. the uh, reputation kind of carries over too much sometimes. Um, funny thing is, we last spoke about Evan Bouchard. Um, Joe, oh, yeah, he's dropped from 50 to 1 to 35 to 1 for the Norris. Dang, um, wow, and like, I I really like that. I really like the Bouchard Norris. He's just he's gonna put up ridiculous numbers. I mean, he's he's nasty, yeah, he's he's so good. He has an absolute bomb, but he has. Silky mitts too. Like it's, he's he's very good. He's he's closer to McCarr than anyone wants to think. I think, like he doesn't have yeah. the speed. That's the difference. He's just a big. He's much bigger, isn't he, than McCarr? And that's kind of why the skating is different. Yeah, well, McCarr would be you know one of the best wingers in the NHL if he actually decided to be a winger. Right. I just think Bouchard Bouchard is a different, just a totally different build. So he has different. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like my cars. In terms of other other guys for the Norse, like McAvoy's fourteen to one. If Boston's making the playoffs, he's gonna be a massive part of that. Uh, Dougie Hamilton's twenty five to one. He's done it before, no? Yeah. Did he in uh, Carolina? No. Maybe. I thought he did. I thought he did. Because he definitely didn't do it in Boston. No, it would have been in Calgary or, or in Carolina. Um, no, he didn't do it. Okay. 
Oh, Gio won it over him in 2019. Oh, which, which was probably not justified. Um, or that might he might have been traded. Yeah. Before then. Uh, I don't remember. I mean, still, that that Gio win that that Gio the Gio Norris is the biggest indicator that it's really all about how much points you put up. Yeah. Um, any other takes or uh, bets? I, I know uh, I'm going to list off my brother's bets real quick just because he, he was going to join. He sent the... them in? Pardon? He sent them in? Yeah, he's got um, – he always bets like a couple for the cup um, and then he has some uh, player prophecy. I think he has the Stars, the Canes, and the Kings for the cup. Yeah, centers make the playoffs. He got them pretty early, so it's still pl- it was still plus money, um, plus one fifty. And then Columbus to make the playoffs, uh, plus nine hundred. Bruins and Capitals to miss the playoffs at like two forty five each. Um, and then the players. This is for people who you know just want to get in on it. I mean, he's he's hit on quite a few in the last few seasons. So line A forty goals. Um, Boldy, 40 goals at plus 1,500. Wyatt Johnston, yeah. 30 goals plus 420. That's an interesting one. Uh, Lane, a line. I see that. I see yeah. that, actually. Yeah. So, and then I, I tailed them on a, a few of these, but line A, Natchez and Cousins, parlayed at three goals was, yeah, plus 1,400 or plus 14,000. Um, and then point totals, he went with Ryan Johansson. Uh, 50 points uh, plus 300 and then he doubled up with Marcus Johansson <laughs> at 50 and 60 points so he likes Johansson on that uh, on that wild um, I think second line maybe actually mm. remember. yeah I mean I think I think a lot of those are you know on point they he got he's got the right idea. Uh, I think one of the interesting things to bet uh, is, you know, Tree Bergeron's retired, so the Selkie's wide open. Um, like, you know, I definitely think that, you know, Elias Lindholm, I, I really like that bet at 20 to 1. Um, you know, so he, there's seven guys listed ahead of him Joel Erickson, Kopitar, Barkov, Backlund, Pedersen, Marner, and Hishier. Um, but I definitely think Lindholm is a top class defensive center. Um, so I yeah, like that. He, one sure, I like in particular. That. Any of the other guys you like better? Or... Mm, no, those are solid. Yeah, I mean, Aho is a pretty good um, True. defensive centerman too. Oh, he he he's thirty to one. He plays in the and he plays on the penalty kill too. You know, I, I, it's right, not like right. a ridiculous. Um, no, not at all. Deneau's forty one. Yeah, the only thing with Deneau, I worry. It's, it looks like he's not going to be playing. Even I mean, it looks like he'll he's not going to be getting the big minutes he was getting last season or in Montreal. So I think that might be a little right. bit of worry. But Ottawa oh, thirty to one. That is a little. That's, that's a good number because I mean he plays twenty plus minutes a night. Plays on the penalty kill. Like Rod sends him out against like top line opposition too. He goes like one v one, line one versus line one, lot. So it's like, um, he's a guy who plays a lot of like defensive shifts. 
I don't even see Dubois listed. Yeah. Um, mm, um the the other awards, I mean, I think the Calder can you really bet against Bedard? Like I, I don't think you can. <laughs> I wouldn't try and galaxy brain that. <laughs> I mean Yeah. Why don't we play the game? If it's not Bedard, who do you like? Like, let's say something happens to Bedard the way it happened to McDavid, and he misses half the season. Yeah, I, I went with Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes, that's nine to one. Yeah. John, I like Luke Hughes. Or is Fantilli going to be playing? Yes. He he's eleven to one. I'd go Fantilli actually at eleven to one. Yeah, I mean, I definitely like Cooley at eight to one. Um, yeah, if you're high on Arizona, I mean, I mean, I am high on Arizona. Um, if you're high on Buffalo, Devin Levi is going to be their savior, so he's twelve to one. And then you know everyone else is thirty to one or more. So if you if you have any, if any of the listeners have anyone else that they're bullish on. Go put the money on it because it's, you know, crazy numbers. Um, what other awards have we not covered? There's the Norris, there's the Rock Richard, and the Jack Adams. Uh, Anything? I'm not going to bet on No guesses. No guesses. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, the award. The, yeah. the Jack Adams is the, oh, wait, you're actually good award? Right. So Jack Adams. So, yeah, that feels like a, the most of a like a crapshoot. <laughs> so, so like Ryan Huska for Calgary, I think that he'll be a welcome presence in the locker room, and they could rebound a lot. So he's like twenty five to one. Um, the like- one that I like, you know, since I'm really bullish on uh, Arizona's Andre Torney is fifty to one. For. Uh, that could really work out for them. For who again? Uh, Arizona's coach, Andre Torney. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that. I was going to say Arizona's, yeah. Um, uh, John, you have anyone? Any, who's your, oh, wait, they're actually good award? As, just as far as coaching goes? Well, I mean, the team that you think is going to surprise, because that's the team that's good. Oh, oh, the t- oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Um. I mean, I guess, does Ottawa count, or does everyone already think they're going to be good? I think. Well, they're... I mean, DJ Smith's 12 to 1, with, and he's like, you know, tied for fifth in terms of the odds. Yeah. So, like, you could go with him for sure. They I would... mean, like, Don Granado's even, you know, higher than him. He's at 11 to 1. They would have to win the division, I think. I mean,. I feel one thing that I think could surprise, at least has the pieces to do it, would be um, like there are questions, I, but like yeah, if you look, it's like like someone like Daniel Sprong. Like I, I watched him. I mean, he was good and um, he was he put up numbers playing fourth line. You know, it's like yeah. It got 
play up to the point like we've you gotta like, like they brought in Tom for a guy with like Stanley Cup, a lot of playoff experience, big game play, playing in between Perron and I mean Raymond's been a little disappointed also after you know being such a highly touted player on the June. Um but even like that, I don't know, like that defensive core by Wallman and Sider that either. Huso was bad last season. He, had, he he was really good backup at the at the blue. Wings could surprise people this year. Um, yes, Lalonde is twenty five to one. Uh, for me, the Wings it's just their goal to like uh, we really are going to bank on Huso after half a good season, and you know to end to end his tenure in St. Louis, like and. Reimer's fine. He's, you know, a quality backup, but like, yeah. if he's starting more than 25 or 30 games, you're really not in an unbelievable spot, and he's like 35 or something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I no, and, and I get that. It's like, the jury is still very much out on Fuso. I'm just not willing to totally write him off after last season, I guess. For sure. Yeah, I hear that. Where's, who's Brunette the coach of? Burnett, Andrew Burnett, because he's th- listed at thirty to one. Is that like he's replacing Lindy Ruff, and that's the bet? No, I think or he got signed. Did, by... did I miss something? And he got high. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Predators. He's the Preds coach. Oh right, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I don't like that. The, the Preds aren't making the playoffs. Yeah, Trotz brought him in. I think. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy on uh, Vancouver's um, talk it. He's twenty five to one too. Yeah, I think that's a decent value pick, but um, yeah, I probably won't bet those. Um, I don't have any. Well, Rocket Richard. I mean, we have to go through all the awards if you don't want to. But yeah, I'm not. I'm probably steering clear. Yeah, I just think that I think the heart is you know a little bit too. Out in the open, um, like, I mean, McDavid's the heavy favorite, and after that, I mean, McDavid's even money, so, right. you know, maybe. I just, but assuming health for everybody, I don't, I don't think it's worth even betting <laughs> because of him. Right? Yeah, it's. I mean, the only the only way is if a goaltender just is unbelievable, like we had with Carey Price in twenty fifteen, or yeah. if like McCarr legit challenges him for points because he's insane. Right. So I uh, I think it's it's I don't think it's worth betting McDavid because then you're then if you get injured you, you have to bet a lot to get anything back and if Connor McDavid gets hurt then you're done and then the odds of mm. anybody beating him while he's the number one talked about hockey player. Um yeah, it was super low, so I don't see the value. For sure. All right. Um, are we going through like you know our brackets or? No, I'm not. I'm not going that deep yet. Well, we we could wait till in season. Um, for that. Um, Joe, do you want me to? Um, do you want me to? Um, any plays I have for uh, tomorrow night? For opening, oh yeah, of course, yeah. Let's do, uh, let's do some, you know, 
night one picks. Um, yeah, John, lead us off. Yeah, so um, I'm playing Seattle. Seattle cracking money line tomorrow night. Um, I just it looks like the line the line was plus one fifty earlier last week, and it looks like it's come in. It looks like it's down to like plus places, but kind of like yeah. the same almost as a pickup. Like Seattle were a top five team, five five defensively last year. They basically brought back the same roster. Bierkowski will be back, and that's a lot of that's a lot of goals and and shot lined up. Um, yeah. And Vegas are going to be a team that, like, by the numbers, they like they they did run hot in in the playoffs. They had the highest peak of all the teams in the playoffs last year, and I think we'll start seeing some Vegas and um, no better place than dog money on the Kraken on the opening night. That's that's kind of my yeah. play. I think it's just a natural uh, come down process of well the cup they just got the rings like day or yesterday so i've got cracking money line as well dovey what do you got on this game um so on that game in particular i like the seattle money line um i do think vegas is dropping significantly during the standings i have them in the wild card um i think that i like the over in that game at plus 110 over six and a half They're two dynamic offenses. Yeah, that one I'm a little scared about just because of uh, how the Kraken play. Um, and they were, I feel like they were a good under team last year, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that they were. Mm. That the total here is tough, yeah, because it's like it is two good dynamic offenses, especially like the Seattle have so many snipers in that team, and I mean, <laughs> Vegas can. The, the I, main risk, I just think, too, is you know, like early, Vegas isn't early season hockey just higher score. Early season hockey is just high scoring. Yeah, for so sure. I like the over. Yeah, yeah, definitely last year. I mean, I think I like the over in all the games. Maybe not Nashville, Tampa. I think especially in that game. <laughs> the, yeah, but Tampa. Saros, but Saros. But Tampa Maybe. Bay's goal or Tampa Bay's goaltending, I think. Um, okay, and the role. So, Nash- so Nashville will win five to one. Not even win. I mean, they just have to put up like Tampa Bay win. What's up? Yeah, I think the Nashville defense is more of what I'm predicating this on, or else necessarily. I will Our- say, real quick. I will say, I was looking at betting splits earlier, and like, um, the in the Chicago, they're like. It looks like the sharps are all over the six and a half, because like the under six and a half is getting is only getting thirty one percent of the bet, sixty nine percent of the money. So I don't really see it personally, but like maybe it's against them just projecting Chicago not to really get much going in this game. Um, but oh, Gensel's was. Or will he be playing? I last I read, I thought he was going to be out, but I'm not sure. I, I didn't. That would yeah. be a reason to bet the under. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I, I have to look into that a little more, but I was a little, when I saw that, I was like, some people who are putting a lot of money down are, do like the under in that game. What about any time goal scorers? Let's actually for tomorrow. Let's see. Um, yeah, well, I haven't looked that far. Yeah, I haven't looked at any odds. Like anything. I have been years at 265 anytime. Yeah, I like that. Um, who else do I see? Um, Bedard's 150, but I've, I've, I I don't know. I just had this feeling he's not going to score. Taylor Hall's 255. Yeah. It feels chasey to, to play him anytime on I think I mean, Hall is... You like Hall? I'm pro- I don't know if I'll do it, but I like that value a lot more than Bedard, obviously. Not just because of the odds difference. I just think situationally. Mm-hmm. And then in the Tampa game, um, Kucherov, I mean, he's plus 170. I would go point. It's lower. Plus 170 lower. for Kuch to score. Yeah, points even. Yeah, but Forsberg's 180, and I think you know Tampa's putting a cardboard cutout in that last I checked. Yeah, it's like Johansson something. Uh, so I, I definitely like Forsberg. Um, seems almost like a lock. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have. You are right, though. That that over in the Nashville game is now looking is looking at me weird now. Yeah. All right. I don't know if I'll do. Eh, I might do. I'll probably do a goal scorer parlay. I'm just gonna do that right now. Let's build it. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I think we can wrap up here. I'm not. I have. I'm gonna be too indecisive. I'm gonna waste too much time. <laughs> um, but if we don't have anything else, what were we gonna say? I didn't have anything. Okay. Yeah, we can wrap here. Um, I think that was a pretty good uh, predictions pod. Um, thanks for joining, John, and um, yeah, come on to contribute there. Yeah, but um, well, uh, we're obviously really excited for first and uh, first game in the beginning of the hockey season. We'll be coming back to you with um, you know different fantasy angles, and then uh, try to get more analysis as the season progresses. Um, so yeah, from Dovey and John and. Uh, Joe, we will see you next time. Thanks. Yep. See ya. Pleasure to be with you all season long, hopefully.